Yeah, well, I saw. I don't know if you saw. Um, I I posted a little quote that I that came up on my um, Facebook, and I posted it, and then I tag you in it, Pete, because it reminded me of this um, writing yourself story group. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was I awesome. I, I don't know the quote by heart, but it's from a book that I might have mentioned to you before. One of my friends gave it to me last year, um, last winter, about this time actually, and it's. It was called the Midnight Library, I think. And the idea of it is that this person is like at this point in their life where they're like, I, I don't know if I want to live anymore. And then they, she kind of, this lady kind of blacks out or something. And then she wakes up, she's in this library. And the library, all of the books are basically different stories that you can jump into. It's like different versions of your life. And, and so that the whole theme is kind of about like choosing, choosing, you know, choosing your life and so that's what that quote was from and um i just thought it was kind of (laughs) cool yeah oh i think it's so relevant and just seems to be over and over again showing itself um and you know it's it's that that phenomenon like when you're looking for it you really see it again and again and again so yeah yeah paying paying attention and then it just pops up yeah here you go. <laughs> right, right. So just a little housekeeping at the top of the call. I wanted to um, say that next month we'll be moving our time up just a little bit. So our friends um, that are calling in different time zones, it's going to be three hours earlier, um, which means two o'clock so- Pacific time. So, yeah, also Wednesday stuff. Yeah, we're going to keep the day. Just move it up a little bit. um, See if we can uh, accommodate some of the people who this time just consistently didn't didn't work in their their worlds. So, uh, yeah, so we got that going. And then um, I was thinking tonight of, um, you know, Cyan, if you end up putting down your, or have a moment in between making your lunch. Um, uh, wanted to do like a little bit of like a writing, um, writing prompt. And, um, it's something that I've been playing more and more with. So I just wanted to introduce it to the group as just another, um, another tool, like another way to, to kind of play with this idea of story. And, you know, play also can bring up, uh, it it can kind of, it can, doing this little prompt, I think, can bring up places where it feels like there's stickiness or resistance to, um, to letting ourselves kind of play Mm -hmm. with the story, play with the narrative, um, like where it's, it's really wild, um, Yesterday, I was having a conversation with with someone, um, and I was asking, you know, to really be aware of and sensitive to the conditions that they put on allowing more good into their lives. So, um, and I think that you know this little prompt helps us just be aware of like where is it that we you know 
without even knowing, we just have a way of seeing the world or being in the world. And I think that this helps kind of enlighten that a little bit. So great. So that's what I wanted to throw uh, out for us. And that was uh, really helpful, Kate. Okay? Yeah. That was really help, helpful, yeah. So maybe the way to, uh, what would be the easiest way to show you something? It would be to put it in the chat or to share my screen. It's only a couple lines, but I thought maybe I'd all of a sudden I was like, well, maybe I'll share it with you so you can also read it. Um, let me see if I could throw it in as a chat. Where is my, or my chat? So the prompt is to fabricate a fabulous fairy tale that is pleasing to you in some way. So we're going to hold that prompt for a moment and I want to talk just a little bit and then bring us back to back to it. Um, so where I want to back it up to is really general. So you get to check in with you like do where do you think that um, like how far back do you feel like you can take you meaning like what's the What's the core? What's the essence of who you are? Is it spirit? Is it energy? Is it a vibration? Is it a manifestation of God? Whatever that is for you. So bringing it back to like, what is the core? Like, <laughs> like how far can you bring back like, what you think or who you think you are right and the invitation to do this is kind of like that byron katie question of bringing ourselves back to like who am i without the story right so with the byron katie questions it's like who am i without this thought and so Maybe even the Byron Katie question brings you even further back than what I prompted us to. But just kind of like bring ourselves back to like, do we believe that we are like at our essence energy? Or do we believe we are like the witnessing presence? Do we believe, you know, getting, and I think, is this is important to get to uh, just play with this and explore this. Because if we start writing a story, and even if it's a nice story, and we're thinking like, oh, I really like writing this story. Um, if we haven't brought it back to the spot that, that, you know, as a storyteller, we have agency or if we haven't brought it back to a spot where we believe that we are part of the creative aspect of writing our story like you know the story is going to be um i think limited in um in the breadth and the depth that we we give it so um so yeah so 
who are we before our stories? Who are we before we are, you know, the person that we say we are? And knowing that or just connecting to that, then it's like from that place, it just gets to like, you know, I, I, I use the word fabricate and I like that word because it kind of pushes against one of the main resistance thing that I know shows up for me and it shows up for a lot of us, which is, you know, that inner voice somewhere inside that says, you know, like, let's, let's get back. You know, we got to get back in the game. We got to, you know, you got to come back to reality here. That's and, what I'm gonna say. Let's, let's get real. What's real. <laughs> yeah. Let's get real. And, you know, we can totally go down the rabbit hole of, of what is real and who decided what is real and, and how to perceive what is real and, um, you know, all that. But for our purpose tonight, it's just to play a little bit with this idea. So, um, so it's like you're writing, you, you know, we're writing our life story. And, and it's like chapter one would like and then you just jump in what do you want to kind of write chapter one about like chapter one could be about you know my story relative to abundance or my story relative to um my relationships or my story relative to my health and then we just fabricate this fabulous fairy tale that's pleasing to us in some way. And then as you write it, it's like you look at it and then those next lines that I wrote in there, you can read it and say this about it. It's like, Oh good. This is, this is the new me. Like this is, this is the new vibrational virtual me and that's the reason why i wanted to take it back to who are you before you know before your story or like who are you at the essence um it's like every part of our story again is like this virtual mental narrative that we're telling so what if we just totally fuck around with making a story and fabricating this fabulous fairy tale. Like why couldn't that be just as um, valid as a way of telling your story as somebody who's like, you know, well, hold on, wait, 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 let me tell you all the things that I've done. Like, let me tell you all the things about me. Let me tell you all the things that I've discovered in therapy. Let me tell you all the things that, you know, I've unpacked. Like, let me tell you all my experiences, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's all gorgeous stuff. And it's, it's still, we could argue that it's still just a narrative. It's a fairy tale that you're telling about your life. Albeit a very persistent one, but... <laughs> Mm 
So that's the prompt. Thank you for sitting through that. That was the first time I've ever tried to set that up. Um, but um, Thank you. you're welcome. I wanted to, <laughs> to just see what happens on our call tonight if we play with that. So mm. It comes at such an opportune time for me personally, Peter, uh, because on my sort of to-do list this week and like it's like my to-want list as well um, is to kind of craft my about pages or about page on my website. I'm like, who am I about? What am I about? What? Yeah. And so it's kind of calling into question a little bit like how, yeah, like the, the way that I would tell it doesn't have to be the way that I do tell it. Like it's so yeah. really and, and, and it's like, I don't know if, 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 you know, with all your moving and traveling, you had a chance to watch the, um, or Sonny, I don't know if you watched it either, but on Netflix for a while, I don't know if it's still there was the Michael Jordan Nike story called air. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. On the, I haven't movie. even seen that it's there. It's, is it? So I saw a movie. This was like back when I lived in my old house. We watched this movie that was like, um, but it had an actor playing him about the story of making the shoes. Is that, is that yeah, the yeah, one? yeah. It's with Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, I, yeah. I thought there was a documentary Ooh. recently too, but it wasn't that. This was like, yeah, the movie Matt Damon. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, this is a, a movie, Cyan, just so you know, about, yeah. Um, kind of from the Nike perspective of uh, them going from being just like a running shoe to yeah. signing Michael Jordan and becoming like essentially what, you know, <laughs> yeah. what shoes and like the whole culture we know behind like sports and, you know, the yeah. athlete uh, with, with, with merchandise and stuff like that. So, but the thing that I wanted to, 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 um, to talk about, um, with that is in the movie, they make a point of, uh, you know, the, the character that really wants to sign Michael Jordan, of course, you know, the whole thing is like, this is impossible. You can't do it kind of story. Like everybody at Nike is like saying to this one guy, you're crazy. You know, this, it, you can't, you can't do this. It's not possible. So that's a great narrative always. Right. Of like the rest of the world is saying like, get real. Here's what you can do. You can do this, this, and this. Michael Jordan isn't even on the table, so just forget it. And yet, inside of him, he's like, "No, this is this is it. This is this is why I'm here. This is like this is my purpose. Talk to Michael Jordan and and to do this." And so that's a beautiful narrative because I think that also talks to what we're doing here in the self story. Like it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. It's like, do we want to tell? that particular narrative. Um, but the other thing in it was um, the character is watching like old footage of Michael Jordan when he was in uh, college. And at the time, I think he was like the youngest player on the court that night for the, the divisional championship or whatever. And they called the a timeout. There's a few seconds left in the game. Cyan, I don't know how much you watch or 
or like basketball or anything like that. I mean, I know of Michael Jordan, of course, and my husband was like an avid fan as a teenager. Okay. And played and, yeah. So yeah. enough to know that also, it, like, so you call a timeout, like a few seconds left in yes. the game. Yes. One more yes. chance to take a shot to win the game. So Michael Jordan is like this no-name player on this team. And what they, you know, what they do in a timeout is they drew up a play to get one player to be open to take the game-winning three-point shot. So when the character in the movie is watching this old film of Michael Jordan, they keep showing this play unfold. So the ball comes in, the best player on the team starts to run like he's going to get the ball. And meanwhile, Michael Jordan is just like really casually walking to an open spot on the court. So everybody on the other team collapses to guard the best player because they all think they just drew up a play. So the best player is going to get the ball, right? So what do they do? They fake the pass to the best player, pass it to this no-name kid, Michael Jordan, who is wide open, shoots it and scores but that's not even the most brilliant thing about it is like they knew or michael jordan knew that they had drawn up the play for him to take the game winning shot and the what he points out is the calmest player on the court in that moment was michael jordan Mm -hmm. and so he just is looking at this as like this story like and i'm putting my words on it is like this story that this player told about himself was maybe if somebody had asked him totally fabricated fairy tale that he's the best player out there yeah and then that's what he became world renowned Um, so wow you know Usually at this point, somebody says, well, we're not all going to be Michael Jordans. <laughs> but I'm well, not going to say that. Michael Jordans, no. <laughs> but like, yeah. I think why we, what we are here, I think the, the brilliance of our opportunity and why I, I secretly think that the group that we are cultivating here and what we're talking about is like literally cutting edge of of human human possibility is <laughs> yes. that um that that we have the opportunity to continue to get in touch with over and over and over again are we willing to allow ourselves to be as brilliant as source knows mm-hmm. that we are are we willing to allow ourselves to be as 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 you know just um, um, incredible as that part of you that I was saying, like, go back to that most elemental part. It already knows the brilliance of mm. this being that you are. You know, the hurt that I think that we all have felt in our lives is not, um, based upon like the fact that there's like darkness in the world and we're here to hurt. It's like, it's just an indicator that we are off from that narrative, that that 
source already knows about us. Yeah, but not, it could be really not what's up. that? You're not lined up. Yeah. You're not dialed in mm -hmm. on the right station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So it can be but it can be really like our brain wants to like hand us all kinds of really scary shit. Like yeah. what if I missed a shot? Yeah. What if I really go for it and it doesn't work out? Mm. And yet the only issue that I see is, well, don't stop telling the story. You know, yesterday, Sonny reminded me that like Star Wars is based upon the hero's journey, right? So yes. if Luke came home and he's like, oh, no, my aunt and uncle are dead. Like, that's I don't have anything. I'm an orphan. I'm done. Like there would be no Luke Skywalker and there would be no, you know, it's like that's just yeah. a moment. It's just a moment. So we get to well, tell the story. The hero's journey of our own, our own story. Yes. Mm. So tell it brilliantly and then watch because your brain will say like, who do you think you are? Really? Yeah. Like, why, why do you think your shit smells better than everybody else's, you know? Hmm. And it's like, oh, thank you. You're not, I'm going to write you out of my story. <laughs> you, just, yeah. you just showed me where, what I want my story arc to be. Yeah. Are you inviting us, Pete, to use this time to kind of uh, come up with some... I I think let's um, let's do it. Let's just give ourselves. I'll set body, a timer. Body double sort of sort of container for a bit. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's mm -hmm. like right right for a little bit, and then you know we can we'll stop, kind of check in, and you can give your honest assessment of like, boy, did that feel like? I was, you know, what did that feel like? that felt hard you know or that felt like whatever we'll just we'll write a little bit we'll check in and then we'll maybe mm. give it another shot for for five minutes or so so i think the prompt is unless you have another um area that you want to focus on let's just let's just choose one you want to focus on um focus on abundance so it'd be like my life story chapter one my story relative to abundance and you just start writing fabricate a fabulous fairy tale that is pleasing to you in some way All right, finish up where you are. And then, of course, just notice what is the feeling right now? And maybe jot that down as well. What's the feeling that it brings up? And maybe just as a reference point, is this, do those feelings feel like 
feelings that you regularly or consistently attribute to um, when you think about abundance in your life. <clears throat> so is anybody feeling the a little bubbling, bubbling sense inside of them to, that they want to share some of what they experienced or? Um, I will. <laughs> I, yeah. my, mine, mine is like awesome. just the be, mine's just the beginning. And that's always how I, you know, I could go on for like a few pages probably because I, I always start like with like, you know, anyway, I started like a fairy tale and I said, you know, once upon a time, dot 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 and I said I love my life and I immediately so I just did a free flow like not planning a story or really thinking about it but just um and of course this fits with what we've been talking about too like I started it with um when I walk in my front door and it was just being in my home with all my stuff and feeling you know like I belong here like I just came home from this my great job or maybe I was at my art class you know and I've just walked in it was like like the yeah. it's great <laughs> you know yeah. all my stuff's where it goes it's like yeah and I look outside and there's my great garden and you know sun shining and you know so that was a good feeling just fullness so mm. fullness <laughs> oh, love it love it <laughs> so nice. you can see, you can see it, it in your face yeah, it was my intro. I love it. So great. Trying to not. I yeah, um, I know. Oh yeah, yeah go, go for it. No, no, Pete, you. <laughs> um, I started off with um, there once was a little girl uh, as well. So like, mm -hmm. kind of nice thing. Um, and I read it. Can I read it to you guys? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, this is the thing I feel like, and I don't, it's an ADHD thing. It's a me thing. It's a whatever thing, but it's like, I always feel like I have to go to the backstory with everything that like my husband's always saying, yeah. Okay. Just tell me what's the point. Like, tell me the point kind of thing. Yeah. But, that's, uh, that's what I do too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he doesn't say it that harshly, but like, this is where it starts for me, I guess, is that the feeling of abundance comes from, I guess, my childhood. And, and even though if you look at it from outside, it might seem, uh, you know, um, fairly traumatic and moving between homes and all that sort of thing and custody and boarding school and stuff. But like in it, in the moment, I felt a massive sense of abundance in a way um, that was primarily fueled by the love and nurturing I got from my grandparents who I spent a lot of time growing up with. So um, there once was a little girl who lived on a beautiful farm in African bushveld. She grew up spending a lot of time with a grandfather and grandmother who nurtured her not only, only physically um, through her body, but also her mind and her spirit. Her grandfather would take her on long drives in the heat um, and the warmth of the day would be blowing in through the windows of their, uh, their ute, Bucky. He'd pull over um, and, you know, grab a stick from, from beside the, the vehicle and start to count spore on the ground, which are footprints of animals. And he'd tell her of times gone by when he used to track wild animals he'd work with um, during during his time as whatever, whatever he used to do. Um, he'd explain to her how he'd fought um, with comrades in World War II 
and he told her stories um, of how they were planned. And this is like it's it's kind of part of my story, and I, I always wonder like how he must have censored these stories for like me, the little ears. But he would explain with the stick on the on the ground, like ambush and him being trapped in the trenches then he survived to tell the tale he showed her pictures of him with the pyramids in Egypt and they talked um, and they would ponder the wonders of how they came to be uh, they would be go out stargazing and lawn at night and, and the little girl would ask him um, why does my torch not shine up why does my torch light not reach the stars and then he would start to talk to her about like, the speed of light and and just and I suppose um and, and they would talk distant galaxies and just, uh, yeah. And and then that's when you t called us back, Pete, and, and feelings that I was getting at the moment were of wonder and awe. Mm. Mm. And nostalgia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just said you were like cutting in and out a little bit on mine. Sunny, was she cutting out a little bit? For you, okay. So maybe it was on. Heard most of it. It just like your voice would dip down. So anyway, that that just distracted me at the last thing of what you said. But you were so the last thing you said was you were feeling so wonder like, and, and nostalgia. I remember him showing me like photos of like Egypt and the pyramids that they had taken on camera photo cameras as like nineteen year old men at the war, and like he'd show me photos of like grave, like men that they buried like their mates you know, um of their grave sites you know and like and then there's like stargazing looking at distant galaxies and like trying to learn about the moon and, and the stars and stuff and just yeah and so wonder and awe came up very strongly for me there and i feel yeah. like it's a part of my story that i don't i wouldn't want to not include um because maybe it's part of why i am so fascinated with the bigger picture of, of everything of connection and how um and how like we don't ever know all the answers to anything but that there's like this I eternal in the universe kind of thing right i think the question that comes for me is how does that like continue to feel like it fits in with your abundance story I guess it's like for me now, it, it relates in the sense that it's like, can I bring wonder and curiosity into my current day, which the default is a scarcity, scarcity of time, scarcity of money, scarcity of clients, just scarcity of honor and commitments and whatever, and start to bring in some of this, those bigger, like, kind of those awesome feelings about oh my god there's actual there's such possibility here there's such with courage stepping into something you're opening up possibility of yeah well in it so that's that's why i think this exercise is so powerful well it's an exercise but it's also a reality check it's like you're asking the question, can I, and, you know, the invitation, and I'm going to invite you to, to do this again is like, 
you're the one writing the story. So the can I is up to us. Know, is is more of a question of do you want to put that in the story? <laughs> like it's so amazing that all I noticed is I just sat more in the wonder of life itself and it revealed abundance in my life in ways that I never knew was possible. I mean, it, I'm just writing a for instance of of what I heard you saying, but the like yeah, that's but this exercise. That's the power of what you're holding right here. It seems like you're just holding a pen and we're like doing this exercise, but like we're like, <laughs> we're literally doing this, my friend. We're doing this. Like we are, we're doing, we're living the results of, of, of what we're doing. Just like Michael Jordan on that court was living the results of like, he just intrinsically like, I'm a basketball like genius. So, um, but yeah, thank you for, sorry. And I love how you both had the intuitive hit to start it like of, you know, <laughs> like the a, way that you like did. Like a fairy tale. I was starting yeah. it like a fairy tale. I thought that was so great. Well, you the know? thing I think is so fun about that prompt too, um, is that, Calling it a fairy tale, saying fabricate a fabulous fairy tale. First of all, I love all the sounds of that sentence anyway, but um is that it it, <laughs> yes, it gives you a little little a little freedom. It's not like it's not like okay, what's happening right now? What do you want to happen? It's like make it up, whatever you want, and then oh. and then and then my brain just writes it. And it's like that, oh. you know. I, I just wrote the scene. I just wrote a scene. It's like a little snapshot yes. of like this is my life. Yes. Yes. Right here, walking into my but, house. But but this this is how it, it works. It's like just yeah. like they hook people up to a machine, and they show people reality of like ketchup spilling, or you know <laughs> like something falling off a table, or like something stressful, and then they show the same thing, like movie, like on the screen of a of a television, or you know what. And the brain, like, it fires the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't say, oh, this is real and this is not real. It's like stimulus vibration. Right. React the same way. So <laughs> life is the same thing. If we say, this is what's real, these are my accounts, like, this is what's real, then reality, like, acts the larger intelligence, watches our life, and reacts the same way. And it says, oh, okay, this is the reality. Let's keep on vibrating and matching that. So that's how this works. If you start telling the story again and again, and that's why the second part of that the prompt is there, where you say, good, I love it. This is the new me. The old me was that, but this is the new me. The new me is walking into the house. The new me is like, like just sitting in wonder and abundance shows up. Like the new me is connecting, you know, like, I love this. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. And we say that again and a few more times and give that more airtime. What, what, what I find interesting is that I, um, there is this kind of resistance in me to actually craft and the fabricated fairy tale. It's like, 
I've got to give the backstory first and then got to go into a little bit of the trauma to kind of then warrant the kind of coming up over the hill of the hero's journey thing. Yes. So to instantly walk into what Sunny just served up, for me, it would be such a challenge for me to do that. Uh, I've done that before in like another sort of uh, some or other, I don't know, whatever it was I signed up to, and it was like, you know, um, craft your like, ideal day, imagine yourself in five years from t- from now sort of thing. So it wasn't as like um, as freeing as your prompt peak. It was more sort of contained of like, what would your day look like kind of thing. But um, I remember since reading those a couple of years on and that I haven't manifested that yet, that reality of myself yet, it's, it's almost like serves a bit of disappointment for me of like, yeah. well, the last time you came up with a fabricated fairy tale, How'd you go with that kind of? And I know that there's a part of me that also is like, well, that was only like two years ago. Give yourself some grace. There's been some mm-hmm. shit that's gone on. You moved through some stuff. You're still creating this thing. Yeah. And I would also say, how much airtime did you give to the fabricated story as opposed to the amount of airtime that you gave to the way that things really are? And I'm not saying that things aren't the way that they really are. I'm just saying that, like, you know, I think I've, I've, I've said this analogy to everyone in this group, probably. But it's like if you were driving and you had like a glass, you know, glass window on your floor. And you're like, I got to look at where I am. Oh. Like, say reality is this like this is where I am. But you have this, you, the car isn't designed that way. The car is designed with a giant windshield. And you're always looking at where you're going. Yeah. So if you look at where you are, mm. that's what you see. Oh, my God. And, wow. Amazing analogy. Ah, and like, and that's how it works. And here, I mean, even, even from a cooler scientific standpoint, everything that you look at and you say, this is reality is actually the past because our, our, you know, our senses, it takes a moment of time, even if it's a fraction of a moment to register it. And so we're always only ever looking at the past, which is, that's also mind blowing, but we can use that to our advantage to be like, okay, I'm going to start like writing the story that I'm going to look out for to see. that's what we're doing here and each time that i've done this like if i'm open to just letting myself like do the the simple directions of fabricate a fabulous fairy tale there's elements that are the same the elements that are the same are the feelings that we just collected feeling free feeling happy feeling light feeling hopeful feeling empowered those elements stay the same, even though the story might seem like they change. But the good news is, is we're always going for the feeling, right? Everything that we want is because we believe that we'll, it'll, we'll feel better in having it. So that's, this is our crazy invitation, (laughs) you know, to, to work on inviting that feeling in a little more, a little more, a little more. 
So, Sunny, I have a question for you because because yeah. we don't know each other, but like that's the first time I've heard you talk about your life, and you you said it in the present moment. Um, it's kind of none of my business, so tell me where to go. But like, is that <laughs> your life now? And you are saying these things, and you genuinely feel it, and you've got a place for all your things, and it's awesome. Or is this no, no, it's 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 absolutely where um I want to be, and am not there now. So I actually did the exercise you were just talking about, about picture yourself in, in, it was some writing exercise I was doing. I had this little journal and it was like, you start the whole book. It's a daily thing where you, you write in the morning and the happiness journal, you write something you're happy about. But, but the very first page was picture yourself in three years yeah. and write how you Watch see. It. And so I, I did the same thing and I wrote a little story. Yeah. And I just did a free write and it was exactly, oh my gosh, my dream. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is I found that recently and it would have happened now. Like this would have been now. And it's absolutely not like, like a teary. There I go, Pete. <laughs> we get teary. Absolutely the opposite. Is it? So, yeah. Sorry, I get choked up. Um, so yeah, I am um, looking for... Like I lost my house, lost my partner, moved to a different town. But that is where I'm, I'm currently, I have like all this freedom right now. It's like, okay, what, what is, what are you going to do next? <laughs> so I try and look at it like that opportunity. And when I picture like, cause I'm house hunting too. So when I picture walking into like my house, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's the best thing. I and it will so- happen. Like, I know that it's going to happen. And I just, it's, yeah. um you know what town what job you know all those things I have to start over because I didn't think this is where I would be but here I am and I try and look at it like wow there's all these possibilities but the moment it's funny to me that that's the moment I started with was walking into my own house like I wasn't planning that I just wrote it I'm like I'm just gonna write once upon a time I'm like walking into my house so I'm missing that do you record the videos of this is it just audio that you um share with us just the audio. Because yeah, I've only seen, heard the audio. You'll hear, you'll hear it in your voice because when you said that, when you read your story, you know, when you started it, um, it was so, I can, it was 100%, <laughs> it was like I was there with you. I felt it. You were that. So like, oh, yeah. do you have like timelines and like kind of just moving to a different timeline to kind of create that reality? I can so see how that's possible because it was so believable. It was so you were in it. It was just and like, like perfectly like walk in the door. Yeah. It's yeah. totally yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry for yeah. like bringing that fucking like the hard part out in you again. I'm sorry. I feel shit about that. But like. Oh, no, no. It's <laughs> available. <laughs> yeah. I see it. Hey, Pete. Well, yeah. And I think like the quote unquote hard part if it's always held in concept I'd or the, it, it, really quick. if if you're always holding it in the context of life is working, you know, on my behalf, like even the hard parts are true. Yeah. Quite well. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Like I said, the story I wrote a few years ago just felt, I didn't plan it either. I just wrote it out and I'm like, that is exactly what yeah. I would want in a few years. And then now it's like, well, what do I want right now? Yeah. This is yeah. this, and it feels it feels completely real. So 
I, yeah. I would like to continue my, that was just the intro. <laughs> I'll continue yeah. my, yes. my walk into my house there. <laughs> yeah. What did you write, Pete? Yeah. Oh. I'll share some of mine in the, in the Facebook group. Maybe I'll share some of it on a uh, podcast or something. I mean, it's all, all the same in the sense that it's like just leaving me with feeling free and happy and light and hopeful. All righty. Thanks all. Thank you, Pete. Have a good day, evening, wherever it leads you. Keep on writing these stories. Have fun with this. And uh, keep me posted. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Thank you, Pete. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Bye, you guys. All right. Have a good night. Bye.